Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. All right, guys, before we jump into the show, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. We've had several DNVR listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years and make them their permanent family dentist. And all of them reach out to us and tell us how great their experience has been over there. And, and multiple members of the DNVR family, multiple members of the DNVR staff have made them their family dentist. And no one has anything bad to say about the friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. It's a family owned dentistry. It's a family atmosphere. They're part of the DNVR family. Uh, they really make family uh, a really big part of what they do over there. So check them out if you need any work done. And if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, they'll give you a free Sonicare toothbrush to keep those teeth pearly and white, even when you're not seeing our friends over there. So with that being said, let's jump into the show. The A stands for an interesting quote <laughs> from Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I want to talk to you about this base here in a second. But first, a shout out to our friends over at MSU Denver Online. MSUDenver.edu slash online is the place you can go to scope out all they have to offer. 75 plus online and hybrid programs. There's so much to do over at MSU Denver. And if you're looking to further that education while working a full-time job, there's no better place than there because their students work twice as many hours as any other Colorado institution. So check out our friends over at msudenver.edu slash online. Mace, how are you? I'm doing very well. I'm not even going to try to do Zach's, my voice. Ah, yes. I can't do <clears throat> that justice. So I mean, everyone yeah. has their catchphrase. Right. You know, you, you, gotta, yeah. you, you know, he wouldn't. Maybe he would. <laughs> I was going to say he wouldn't do 75. But... He encourages me to do yes, it. He, yes, but he will. But he, yeah, that's it's kind of the thing. Some things belong to other people. That belongs to him, even though I'm happy to see you today. Great to see you as yeah. well. Uh, we've got this, like, soccer synergy thing going. I've got my uh, U.S. Women's mm -hmm. National Team World Champions. You've got the Rapids, who lost but clinched a home playoff game last night because right. the Galaxy, I believe, also lost. Big, 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 big. Cold night coming up here in November, home game. Hopefully the schedule lines. I like being I like being out at Rapids matches. I know you do too. Yeah, they're so great. So hopefully it'll work to to get out there for the playoff. Yeah. Maybe it'll be another snow apocalypse. Ooh, I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> It'd be interesting. <laughs> well, or snow snow apocalypse or what? It was it, when they had it, the uh, U.S. national team game. It was the Snow Classico. That is the name that it took on. 
Right, right, right. Snow Classico. Snow Classico. Yes, maybe awesome. we'll have to come up with a new one for this. Uh, okay, so there are some people up in arms about this quote from Teddy Bridgewater, which I'm interested to hear your take on, and I think it's most important to exactly uh, share how it was delivered. He was actually paraphrasing what he told the locker room. Right. So he said, you know, I told the guys yesterday, we need to have a sense of urgency, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then he said, and, and I'll tell you guys what I told them, which is it's not time to panic, but it almost is. Yes. Because, and then he added, because this thing can go in the wrong direction fast. And look, they've been going in the wrong yeah, direction. It's been in the wrong right. direction and it's been fast. Right. It has at the same time, three and four, because you had those yep. three wins earlier over bad teams. It's gone in the wrong direction, but it hasn't reached a point where you can't recover. I mean, if we're talking about like a, you know, like the plane being in an unrecoverable spin, it's not at that point yet. But if you lose this game, mm -hmm. three and five going to Dallas probably is unrecoverable at that point. So essentially, at least without changing the pilot. So essentially, what you're saying is you agree. With yeah. the general sentiment. Yeah, not time to panic yet, but you pan I think you panic if you lose this game. Because, okay. Yeah. Here's where my – I agree. Yeah. He's actually 100% right. Yes. Here's where my issue is. In the NFL, it's such a week-to-week -week sport that sometimes you say things without realizing what, what they mean on the wrong side of it. Mm -hmm. What does it mean if it is time to panic? For the guys in that locker room, you can't have that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, like you, you, he's right, but you can't say this because then if you lose, you're the leader of the team and everyone's looking around and said, okay, well now you said it's time to panic. What does that look like? Do we all run around with our, you know, hands waving around screaming people getting fired or benched? Okay. That's probably, and maybe there's to kind of dive into the potential psychology of this. Maybe it's kind of him realizing that. If they lose this game, probably the button that gets mashed, whether it's fair or not, is change the quarterback. Change the quarterback, change the coach, change the coordinator. If they lose this game badly, you have to imagine at least one of those buttons gets pushed next week. Okay, so, that, so now that you put it that way, I actually think you're right, and I understand it a little bit more. You're saying it's, it's saying it without saying it. Mm-hmm. If we lose this one, there's probably going to be hell to pay. Yes. Although, you know, if the, if the hell to pay is by a, a coach or two, I'm not sure that everybody would completely mind that. No, I don't think really anyone. I think we all get the same indications, same vibes from, from, the, from that locker room from right now. <clears throat> but it could mean, uh, I don't know, Caden Stearns gets on the field more mm -hmm. in place of – uh, you know, some more, some veterans. It could mean, mm -hmm. um, offensive line. Yeah. Maybe. Kyle Fuller and Bryce Callahan are on the trade block. Yeah. Um, and you know, we, a lot of times we forget about the human side of this. You saw it with, with Kenny young yesterday mm -hmm. getting traded sucks, especially when you wake up Monday morning and that's the last thing you're thinking you're starting for a team. That's a Super Bowl contender. You're playing well and you can only imagine what he thought when he got that phone call. Because he probably, you know how when a guy gets cut, we see it on hard knocks every mm -hmm. year, 
and they're dreading seeing the team number come across their phone, and uh, then yep. they know. He probably takes that call from Rams headquarters, and he pro- and for all he knows, it's like, oh, you're on the urine test this week. Right, 100%. Okay. You're not thinking, hey. He's definitely not thinking he's getting cut because right. he was balling. Right. You're, yeah, and you're not thinking, uh, Kenny, you're going to have to come down and clean out your locker because we traded you to a team that's lost four in a row. I mean, he, he – he, I, lo- I, I, I admired the honesty that he had yeah. yesterday because he could have gone up there and kind of said the right things and put on a brave face, but he just, he let him, he, he's, he's bleeding a bit. And he, I, I kind of admire the fact that he shared that with everybody, but you can't blame him. Yeah. I mean, that's literally, he walks off that field against Detroit on Sunday. He's not thinking, I'm going to be playing for a, a losing team that's tied for last place the next week right i want to look up um just his career path to this point has he ever been on a team that w- i guess with with the ravens <clears throat> so he's been on a contender before yes um so that helps a little bit but the fact that you know i was the point i was making is no one wants to get traded unless you're getting traded from denver to i don't know uh you know, LA, like the other way around, the guys would probably welcome that at this point. Like Kyle Fuller, if he walks in tomorrow and gets pulled aside and and is told, Kyle, we just trade you Tampa Bay because right. they need cornerbacks. <laughs> he's not like he's saying his down. goodbye, and then he's what when he leaves the building, he's like, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> totally. So it's a little different, yes. but 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 I mean, just from like if you take away football, you just someone yeah. just calls you one day and says you're moving your entire life across the country that sucks um so that's a part of it and then you know you mentioned kenny young and how you appreciated him being real and so i think we have to also give that benefit of the doubt or whatever it is uh that credit to teddy bridgewater here yes because he is right that is true i just think it's, it's a dangerous message it's like vaughn saying uh, before the Ravens game, this is a playoff game. Or it's like when you call the players only meeting. You it's a last resort. You can't use that bullet very often. It's right. Like, it, it, when, and that's why I, I asked Teddy kind of, okay, it's a sense of urgency this week. So, like, how is it different than the last few games? Because, you know, Vaughn said, like a playoff game. And certainly in the wake of winning the Raiders game, it's like, okay, we got to have this game against the Browns. I mean, so eventually – you you can only kind of ramp things up, but so much each week until mm-hmm. then. There then there comes a point where there's no more cards left to play. Right, and he and maybe this is sort of his way of saying after four losses in a row, there are no more cards left to play after this. Right, in five losses in a row, I'll ask you this: Is there any team out there that has a veteran quarterback starting that isn't like their guy? that wouldn't make a change after five straight losses. Mm. Let's say um, Good Tyrod Taylor loses five straight in Houston. We consider Tom Brady Tampa Bay's guy, right? Yes, Even he's though- absolutely their guy, okay. unless Josh Rosen is their guy. Oh, yeah. I I mean, it depends what you have in, in reserve, because I remember a couple of years ago, the Bengals actually, they did turn to Ryan Finley briefly. Mm-hmm. And Finley was so bad yes, he was. that they're like, okay, fine, just put – Dalton back in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But even Dalton was kind of their guy. I'm, right. I'm looking more at like the... But you knew that they were... At that point, you <laughs> yeah, knew they were going good... somewhere else the following year. Like The, the, the Joe Burrow rumblings were, as, were right. loud at that point. 
It's kind of crazy. There's not a lot of situations like the Broncos right now who, and it sucks when you put it this way, they don't have a vet that's their guy. They don't have a young guy that's their guy either. Right. I mean, uh, the Colts are struggling, but they're they're pretty committed to Carson Wentz. Certainly Frank Reich he believes looks good. in Carson Wentz. Yeah, and, and right. he is closer to the good Carson Wentz than he is to the bad Carson Wentz yes. right now. Um, trying to think, like Fitzpatrick would have been one, but he's hurt. Um, and now Heineke's kind of, I mean, he's okay. Right. But, but if, if Fitzpatrick comes lost back. Five, and, but if he had lost yeah. five straight, right. they would have gone to Heineke. They would have. And uh, now it's sort of the reverse, that if Fitz gets healthy, they're struggling with Heineke. If they don't get back on track, they'll probably just put Fitz back in. Although, as Ron Rivera said, if you're know if you not focused, if you don't have your franchise quarterback and you're not talking about these draft quarterbacks weekly, you're not paying attention. Right. Which tells you where his eyes are right now i'm trying to think of other situations who are starting just like a, a teddy bridgewater-esque quarterback i mean you had houston but they you know he got hurt davis mills in from a lot of that time um i i would guess if tyra taylor comes back and they lose the next five yeah there's a chance they would go back to davis mills see everybody has a direction right right it's it's I mean, kind of a tough pill to swallow the the, the broncos it's i mean you, you have to you look you'll you'll have to go with Locke if you keep losing, even if Teddy Bridgewater is not the hot the top name in terms of the list of blame. Most Certainly, is, yeah. the last the last couple of weeks, yes. I mean, he I, he literally has as many interceptions in the last seventy three attempts as he had in the previous twelve games. Mm-hmm. To think about that, I mean. So he's on. He he is. He's in a. He's in a funk here. If he doesn't snap out of it, he's not going to get time to snap. He he's not going to get time to get to make that right. But that's just again. That's the that's the card that you start kind of mashing buttons. Is like like Homer Simpson at the console, and he doesn't know what to do, and he just starts randomly pressing <laughs> buttons. That's where the Broncos are going to be yes. if they lose this game. Whether it's coach changes, personnel changes uh, in the starting lineup, they're just going to be hitting every button. There. And this is why. So many people were so in the Drew Lock camp and really yes. still are in the Drew Lock camp because there, even if it's the slightest glimmer of hope, a little mm-hmm. beam of light coming through a hole in the ceiling, it's it's something. Yeah, and it's better than you know what we just detailed, which is the Broncos, and honestly, the football team are two of the only teams who who have no direction at quarterback, no plan, no. You know, they were both trying to get substance. through. They were both trying to get through this year. To do what though? Well, with Washington, <laughs> you could see why they would bring in Fitzpatrick because they played totally. well, especially defensively late last year. And you thought, okay, if their D can pick up where they left off, and Fitzpatrick can just kind of be who he was in Miami, they can win ten or eleven games. But their defense, particularly in their past defense, is awful. That's been the biggest disappointment about Washington and why they're sitting here at two and five right now. Yeah. All right, Mace. Well, we've talked about this game all week. So let's get on the board with our predictions. And man, I am having a hard time with this one. I'm I'm tossing and turning back and forth my feelings on what's gonna happen in this game, but uh I wanna get yours first. You know, Fans, and I, I feel, that, feel this way as a Braves fan as well, fans tend to believe it's always either better than it is when it's going well or worse. or worse than it actually is when it's going bad. And it's bad. They've lost four in a row. 
but I don't think this team is going to get blown out like a lot of people do. Oh, I don't think. And I think they're. And I think actually getting getting Jerry Judy back in particular, that will probably get that will probably stop the bleeding for Teddy Bridgewater. Mm, That's a good take. And against this this past defense, which has been shredded pretty repeatedly, not saying Teddy's going to go and have the kind of game that say Aaron Rodgers would have against it, but if Teddy throws for 250 yards, couple of touchdowns, no picks. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, and you should be able to get twenty to get twenty four, twenty twenty seven points in this game based on the way Washington's playing defense. If not, then you're really in the tank. Just as the Broncos have been a get right game for some teams, I think it's going to be a not a, a resounding get right game, but about a twenty seven twenty three win. All right, um, I like it. I like it. Um, these teams are both kind of in the same class. They're, they're, look, I, I saw someone say to me today, oh, these teams, this game could decide the number one overall pick. No. no Neither no, of these no, no, teams no, no. Are, are there. There, there, are, there are struggling teams, lower mid-tier teams, and then there are bad teams. These teams are lower mid-tier clubs. Wouldn't it be fitting if, if it won't happen? Wouldn't it be fitting if this was the year the Broncos got the number one overall pick and, like, they're trying to decide oh do we go with another pass rusher and cave on Thibodeau or do we reach on a quarterback I mean what this is a kind of a shitty year to have uh earmuffs uh the number one overall pick (laughs) unless you figure out that you can trade down and it's funny like if if you're Houston you get the number one overall pick and you haven't figured out a long-term plan at quarterback you might be best served by moving down three or four picks Hmm. and seeing like okay Get a little bit of extra value, and you can probably still get a, a Malik Willis. And just like, yeah. or just try to stack up picks for next yes. year or whatever, the next, you know, mm-hmm. great QB class, whenever that may come. All right. But um, yeah, I think we're still going to see four or five quarterbacks go in round one. They always do. Yeah. And I, Todd McShay had four quarterbacks in his top 32. Yeah. Which tells me that not only will you see four quarterbacks in the top 32, that means you'll probably see four quarterbacks in the top 20 again. Yeah, of course. So. Always. Um, you got to have one. So everyone's yeah. trying. So uh, how do you see this game? Well, first of all, I want to give Zach's pick. He said 23-20 Broncos. Okay. Um, so you guys are similarly on the same page there. Um, I have a bad feeling about the way this one plays out. You had a good feeling last week. Though. Yeah, I know. So, Maybe your feelings are your feelings are normally great. That's I know. Why, that's They're why a little last out of week, whack right now. Last week, did, honestly, being around you the last couple of years didn't really make it, the game didn't make sense because when you put out that guarantee, I almost went and bet some money on the Broncos to win. Yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> I, I really felt it. So maybe yeah. maybe I, I need to like recalibrate and maybe and hopefully I'm wrong. Um, maybe it's time to panic. But I'm every time I think about this game, I have flashbacks to Gardner Minshew uh, leading the Jaguars down for a, a late game-winning field goal. I have flashbacks to Mitch Trubisky leading the Bears mm. down for a game-winning field goal. I have flashbacks to Jacoby Brissett leading the Colts down for a game-winning field goal. And I just feel like Taylor Heineke belongs on that list. Wow. I mean, that's... Mediocre quarterbacks that Vic Fangio couldn't call a defense to stop late in the game i can already see vic with his hands on his knees looking down as, as, as whoever the, their kicker is dustin thompson or something is it, like that it, what was chris 
pardon me, it was Blewett last week, right? Oh, it was, yes. And, yeah, he missed a kick. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I can see that. That's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm feeling in, in my gut as I, as I try to play this game in my head. I think the Broncos play decent, um, and I think at the end of the game, maybe they're up two, maybe it's tied. Uh, they have to stop Taylor Heineke mm-hmm. and the Washington football team from a game-winning drive, and they can't do it. So I will say the final score is 23-21 football team. You know what? If that's how the game goes, and I were George Payton looking to make some kind of change, I'd my change would be the defensive play caller, who's the head coach. Hand it over, huh? I would. Wow, that would be quite the death knell for Vic Fangio. I'm because it keeps happening. Like you're right, you, you mentioned over the years. And the other thing is that this Vic Fangio defense, advertises being able to generate turnovers, has done nothing of the sort. Not over the last three years. Not in the last four weeks. Dead last in, in takeaways the last four weeks. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's honestly mind-boggling, and it it's why I always go back to the booth thing. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see it. We're not going to see it um, by the time that Vic is, you know, uh, done here in Denver. Maybe that's the panic card to play. I, I would Vic, love Vic that. Go, Vic goes if they lose this game. Maybe the panic card is all right. I'm gonna go. I'm going upstairs for the Dallas game. Do you know how and mad by the way, I would it's a pretty be? Nice he, upstairs in Dallas. Do you know how mad I would be if he did that and they called like and called like an amazing defensive game and they like shut out the Cowboys or something? I'd lose my mind. I would be happy. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> fine. Maybe I'd be. I would actually have some hope for the next several weeks if that happened. Well, of course yes. you would, but it would be like, what a waste of two and a half years. Yeah, why didn't you do this before? You, should have, you literally should have been doing it from game one, in my opinion. The problem is in the NFL, and you know this, that there's such a fear of change. Nobody wants to be that first person through the wall because there's that chance that you might like break your nose. Okay? I bet if you took a, a silent, uh, anonymous poll of the players, mm-hmm. do, you, do you need Vic Fangio on the sidelines during the game? <laughs> you would be like 95% no. Yeah. I just, I mean, if a, if one coach did it and did well, you'd have others do it. It would become at least thinking of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it would become something normal. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, Sean McVay, obviously he's doing a good job, so he doesn't need to change it. But he's like scrambling mm-hmm. on defensive possessions to try and get the pictures and everything, so he can see that bird's eye view yeah. because he's missing it from down there. I mean, you know, if you're if you're a, an older fan, say age fifty five or older, you probably remember when it was a big deal when coaches started wearing headsets on the sidelines like it just wasn't done yep. and then it started to be done and then oh no coach with it wearing a headset has ever won the super bowl then the niners did it with bill walsh and that's the thing what what seems radical ends up becoming normal once it's tried and it, it works and it works yeah exactly so uh speaking of things innovative that uh I've tried and it works. The snooze mattress. Ooh. Uh, the snooze flip is what they hooked me up with. And it's the best mattress I've ever slept on, Mace. Um, I went up to the mountains this weekend mm-hmm. and had a great little relaxing weekend. But as I was driving home, I was just thinking, like, man, I can't wait to sleep in my bed again on my snooze flip. It's the four in one. <clears throat> you can choose soft, firm, cool, or cozy. And you can mix any of those two together. So you can go. With soft and cool, you can flip it. You can go soft and uh, soft and, and warm. There's so many different ways that you can use it. It's the world's first four-in-one mattress that you can customize to the way you like it. 
and got some amazing deals when you use the code DNVR. Uh, you can get 500 bucks off a queen mattress or up to $1,000 off a dual split king. Uh, and I'm telling you, this is the best mattress. The best mattress I've ever slept on. Tossed my other one directly into uh, the, uh, the, I don't know, the giveaway uh, area of the apartment complex uh, without, I mean, just in a snap. So check out Snooze uh, and, and the new Flip mattress. And it's a local company as well. It is. So you're, you're buying local when you buy from Snooze. Also, something that's big locally is uh, our friends over at Ball, as in Ball Arena, as in they have a huge aluminum can plant over in Golden. And it's people that make Ball special. People like Zach's Aunt Julie works there. People come in every day at ball to work and give 100% to accomplish the goals and the key a key element of that is their production technicians the front line in their can making operations who directly impact the volume of production they run the quality of production they run and are integral to their operations the production techs are also important because as their skills grow they can move into even more mechanical roles and guess what they're looking for new production techs right now at their facility over in Golden. You can read the full description and apply at jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. A production technician works on the front line of the aluminum beverage can production production process at Ball's plants. We've talked about how they produce 101 billion cans every year. So there's a lot on their plate. So Ball offer, offers a competitive $27.39 wage per hour with the potential for increase at 6, 12, and 18 months and offers exposure to a lot of other manufacturing opportunities at Ball. Production Tech touches on the other stages of production, making aluminum cans and ends. They're responsible for machine adjustments or on high-speed production equipment and meeting operational goals for volume. At Ball, all positions have importance and impact. And so if you start off as a production tech, you can become a maintainer, which is the next step up. Employees have all, all gone on to other roles, starting from the production tech, going into management as well. So there's a growth opportunity there, in addition to this being a good job right away at $27.39 per hour. It's full-time with benefits, 401k for retirement, stock purchase ownership, annual bonus potential. These are the benefits of working for a place like Ball. So check it out. Go to jobs.ball.com, search for Golden, or text Golden to 77222, and you'll be linked to open positions, including those production technicians. And you know what? I mean, you don't have to have aluminum can making experience to be a part of ball and be able to help out and learn and grow over there there you go finally just want to tell you about all the amazing things we have going on at dnvr this weekend including our halloween party on saturday come down come in your best costume win some prizes it's also a double watch party night um with the abs and nuggets both in action that night so that should be fun of course you've got buffs and rams earlier in the day i mean you could probably come here from 11 a.m. to close and just have a good time the whole time. Uh, it might be a long time to wear your costumes. Maybe you go home and change in between. Is it all day for Halloween or is it just in the evening? So I mean, The Halloween party is set to start at 7. Okay, so, so right along with the other games. But we won't kick you out if you come for brunch wearing a costume. No, unless you're dressed as like uh, Joe Flacco in a Ravens uniform or um, something like that. Okay. I'm trying to think of Draw like, the line somewhere. Yeah, that's Flacco's a good line to draw. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, on Sunday, you've got the tailgate and the party bus. Um, so you can come down here at 10 a.m. 
Get ready. Have a couple drinks before you get on the 11 a.m. party bus. We'll take you over to the tailgate, which, of course, you can just get your tickets to the tailgate if you just want to do that. And then if you do do the bus, you'll go to the game. You'll come back to the tailgate spot, and they'll bring you back to the DNVR bar for Sunday Night Football uh, or to get your car or whatever and head home. So it's a great, awesome opportunity, in my opinion, the best possible way to experience a Broncos game. All right, Kale, we've got a super chat we want to hit. So uh, what do we got here? Yeah, $20 super chat coming Ooh. in from our guy. So thank you for that. Wow, thank you. Thanks for all you do. Can you explain why most media spends time bashing Teddy and not focusing on the defense? I thought we knew what Teddy was average and the point of the year was to play from ahead. Simmons is a D minus. I think we've spent some time focusing on that. I think, I mean, if you look at the title of the podcast, Teddy Bridgewater, admittedly, there's some SEO things going on with why we focus on the quarterbacks in the podcast titles. But, I mean, you look at the defense. I mean, I think it was last Friday I pointed out, like, how if you go in yards per game, yard, you know, yards per play, takeaways, last four weeks, they're bottom quarter in yeah. basically everything in the league right now. They're it's bad. They're playing badly. And worse than that, the thing that you see on the film is when, you know, you don't see that little extra effort. Like when when the when play flows away from somebody, you know, if you're giving that extra effort, you're going to see like the guy chase, right? Mm-hmm. You're not seeing as much mm-hmm. of that right now. Yeah. You are seeing some you are seeing some very subtle business decisions being made out there. Yeah, I think the comment um, is an interesting one. I, I can't explain why any other media does anything. But yeah. I can say um that the quarterback position is just always going to take the most brunt and the truth is it's the one that matters the most so Mm -hmm. um that you know teddy is kind of playing like we expected him to and the defense is letting him down yeah in ways but the third down conversion rate is abysmal the red zone touchdown rate is not good um and those are the types of things where like if you had aaron Rodgers. Those things would be better. Your team would be better. You'd be scoring more points. You'd be winning more games. So it's really easy for just anyone to point to the quarterback at any time. And honestly, you can almost never point at the quarterback on a losing team and be wrong in putting some blame on their plate. So I think it's just it's the low hanging fruit. Yeah, there's a lot of blame to go around though in the defense. And like you said, Teddy has he's basically a mid tier, lower mid tier quarterback this year. Yeah, sadly, which I is mean, what we thought right. he would be. And sadly, like if you look at his passer rating, it's the best passer rating any Bronco quarterback has had post Peyton or even including similar. Peyton in 2015. I mean, it's just kind of testament to where this team is right now. But uh, I think that it is worth scrutinizing the defense because, you know, like we've mentioned with takeaways, this has not been what we were sold on when Vic Fangio was hired. This is the Broncos have not gotten what they what they bought. Exactly. And, and the, the whole point of this team is exactly as he described it. Right. Get average play from the quarterback. There's no way they were ever expecting Teddy Bridgewater to be great. Get average play from the quarterback and, and elite play from the defense. Well, you're getting average play from the quarterback and below average play from the defense over the last few weeks. So yeah. that's why you're going to lose. Now, you can always make the parallels of, well, the offense can help the defense and this, that, and the other thing. But the defense puts the offense in a 7-0 hole every game. Right. I'm actually writing about that today, about these about these first possession issues. And, I mean, I kind of asked Justin Simmons about it because, on the one hand, it's kind of like an interception. You know the, the cliche, every inter- interception has a story? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every first drive has a story. Mm-hmm. But, it's hap- but when it happens over and over again – 
You start looking. The story for, is the fact. The that, story is that it's happening yeah. over and over again. And oh, by the way, you're not a. You're not equipped to come from behind. B. Cleveland thought so little of the Broncos' defense early in the game that usually teams defer. The Browns said, "We won to the us. toss. Give us the ball." And give, they give rammed the ball it. To Case Keenum and Dearness Johnson. And they rammed it right down their throat with Case Keenum and Dearness Johnson. Although I like Dearness Johnson. Oh, what a great! I mean, he's went he to rules. went to USF, was working on a boat in Key West, was you know, Facebook messaging everyone in sight, including our friend Benjamin Albright, <laughs> back in 2018, trying to find trying to find a place, and eventually ends up with the Orlando Apollos of the AAF. Wow, to what started it for him? He's really a cool. beast. Uh, I hope I I just I hope he gets an opportunity because I'm worried that once Chubb's back this week, but once right. Kareem Hunt also comes back. I'm worried that he's just going to fade into the the darkness. I want him to get traded or end up somewhere where he can get some carries. That dude is awesome. I think that game will get him an opportunity somewhere. I, I, I was telling somebody, a friend of mine from USF a few days ago, that that game will probably buy him three to four years of NFL paychecks. Oh, I, I completely agree. It's kind of like Mike Boone, right? Yeah. He got his opportunity. He shined, mm-hmm. and now you know he's gonna bounce. He'll play for the Broncos for a couple of years. And maybe after that, he'll end up somewhere else. Maybe he gets re-signed here. You, you build your nest egg, and then uh, you can you can own the fishing charter in Key West, in Key West yeah. when you're when you're done, and that can be your life. If work. I were the Buffalo Bills, I would trade for Dearness Johnson. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Why not? I, I Heck, love if I were the Tennessee Titans, because you're so running back dependent with Derrick Henry. I would consider trading for Dearness Johnson because if something happened to Derrick Henry, I feel like you could approximate about 85% of what you do with Derrick Johnson. All right, let's go around the AFC West here. Uh, And, Kale, we'll have you read us the games uh, so we can give our picks. Um, Do you also have the updated record? I do. Okay, what do we got here? Mace, how are you feeling? I know I got the – I'm Titans not, over Chiefs last week. So yeah, I'm, I'm not looking forward. I one to, up on the field. I'm not looking forward to seeing where things stand right now. All right, so we've got Mace in first place oh, still at 11 oh, and 10. Oh, nice. Yeah. RK's in <laughs> second place at 10 and 11. Okay. And our guy Zach falling back to third decidedly at 9 and 12. Oh. Pretty uh, bunched, though. Yeah. It shows and you that we're not AFC... getting we're not getting rich picking these games either. Well, no. I mean, the AFC West has been a wild <laughs> experience this year you've got the chiefs obviously underwhelming um the raiders kind of overperforming the chargers some weeks they look great some weeks they look terrible and there we say it's the wild wild west it is it is sorry had to go there it's it's funny because in college football this will happen right where a division is actually really good Mm -hmm. um but because they always beat up on each other they end up not looking as good. I think the AFC West is a really, really good football division. Mm-hmm. But you're not seeing those like very dominant top teams look like it. And obviously the Chiefs, it's like um, if if one year the Big Ten didn't have uh, Ohio State going right, mm-hmm. they're, that, that conference is still going to be a good conference, but it's not going to look like it because their top team isn't performing well. And I the th- other thing is with the Chiefs, look who they've lost to. Baltimore, the Chargers, Buffalo, and Tennessee. I mean, they're basically playing a murderer's row schedule. Yep. Who do they have this week? They have the Giants, and so they're going to get back on their feet. You want to start there? Let's start That's there. That's the easy pick. Give me the Chiefs at home. And this is a must win for them because on the other side of this Giants game, Packers at Las Vegas, 
Dallas. They, <laughs> Man. I, I mean, that's what you get for getting first place, right? They, they've, they've basically eliminated their margin for error at this point, and they're going to have to find a way to win at least one of those two games that follow to have a pulse coming out of the bye. Otherwise, they could, they could be four and seven if they keep losing to the teams that are the legit contenders. I think this spread, at least last I saw it when we guessed the lines on Tuesday, um, was over a touchdown. Yeah. I kind of like the spread, but if we're picking it straight mm. up, um, I will. Uh, I'll take the Chiefs to to find a way. Well, they've one. beaten the other the Eagles in Washington, the other two teams in the East, comparable to the Giants. They beat the Eagles by twelve and the and the football team by eighteen. So I feel comfortable with the Chiefs by double digits in this one. I think I think uh, Danny Dimes is going to have a nice little game. He will, but Mahomes and the Chiefs offense, yeah, yeah. I think, will put up more. But it'll be an entertaining game. This feels like a a fun. 38-27 type of game. I like that. Yeah. That's, good. That's a good it's number. It's watchable. Speaking of fun, got a nice little Thursday nighter tonight. Yeah. Uh, Ooh. Anyways, what else What else we have on the uh, the docket so here, So, for the AFC West, we've also got the Patriots in Los Angeles to take on the Chargers and the Washington football team here in Denver. Raiders are on a bye. Okay. So, the last game here that we're picking is Patriots at chargers mm. mac jones put on a show this last week now he gets to go face uh a real team a, a real <laughs> team yes what do you think uh give me the chargers okay get a, a week to stew on a bad game in baltimore this this just seems like a classic cliche bounce right, back opportunity yeah. get right game for them oh man patriots will hang around i forgot they're coming off a bye mm-hmm. i was thinking of picking the patriots but that's too it's yeah there's too much going against them give me the chargers as well i guess i don't have my uh upset pick this week to try and steal one unless so. you want to throw in one from the outside the division you guys fun. other than your washington pick are the same across the board you're not going to try and make up ground at all this week well i guess my ma- i would make up ground on these guys with the broncos lost but i uh i hope i'm wrong on that one what's the, by the way what's the spread on if just random upset what's the spread on eagles lines I do not know. I think it's pretty close, though. Okay. I mean, it's. I think the Lions win that game. Mm. But the reason why I'm like, okay, okay, Detroit slight underdogs at home in Week Eight. Okay, there we go. Yeah. There's, there's a there's an upset. I'll take Detroit. All right, there they're you looking go. feisty. There's Mace's uh, upset. But of it's, the week. it's a lame upset because I think the spread is like, uh, it's like a three point spread for the Eagles. Fair on enough. On the road, but Detroit. Detroit's gonna. Detroit. They're they're. They're feisty. That's like, true. That's one. I can see why Bronco fans look at that game in December and think, oh, the Broncos might lose to the Lions. Because if things have gotten out of control for the Broncos and they just mailed it in, I think the Lions are still going to be playing hard for Dan Campbell. Fair. So, All right. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee. It's CBD-infused, rich, tasty coffee, and this stuff is delicious. And what's even better is you can use the code DNVR25, your first purchase, and get 25% off. Then when you're like, wow, this stuff is amazing. I want it shipped straight to my door every two, four, six, or eight weeks. Well, they have something just for you. It's a Strava Craft Coffee subscription. And the best part about signing up for that is, one, you won't ever have to put your credit card info again, all that stuff. They'll just keep sending it to you whenever you need it. Um, But additionally, you'll continue to get 20% off every single purchase when you 
do sign up for that subscription. So sign up for a subscription for our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee. All right. It's football season, and you know what that means? It means we're going for two with Manscaped. Ah. Blitzing through hairs has never been easier, and it's time you joined two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by using the code DNVR at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping. It's three and out the window with all other trimmers. Now go tame that wildcat offense the performance package from 4.0 from manscaped is the perfect package for your package when you go for two and a key for great grooming and hygiene to make sure the boys downstairs are smooth like tom brady in the fourth quarter i like that analogy yeah. the brand new lawnmower 4.0 is here take your defense to the next level this fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology the lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, 7.7 thousand RPMs, a new fun- multifunction on-off switch can engage a travel lock, and it gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. And it's waterproof, rain, snow, or sleet. No match for the waterproof power of the 4.0. There's no 15-yard penalty for this clap for this clipping. This package also comes with a weed whacker. The Elite nose and ear hair trimmer is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. And look, you know what? You may be 20-something listening to this and think, I don't need to trim my nose hair. You get into your 40s like me, you know what? You start growing hair where you don't want hair. In places like your nose. Mm. And you're going to need that thing. I think it hit for me around like 27 is when I started realizing, like, why is my nose so tickly? Exactly. For me, it was like, uh, there's a whistle. Yeah. I agree. So anyway, <laughs> after trimming your footballs, show them some love with Mas- Manscaped's liquid formulations, including the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. So... Make sure you check out manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping. Use that code DNVR. It's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with the code DNVR. Stiff arm your pubes out of the playoffs this year with Manscaped. All right, guys. I, final- I, I got through that without laughing. I know. I'm sorry. Also, I, love the co- I love the copy. The puns that they work in there great. are so great. So great. Uh, <laughs> and you guys are all welcome for me leaving that read for Mace. Um <laughs> Finally, after years of fine print contract and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Mint Mobile came to us and started telling us about all the different things they offer, you had to think, what's the catch? But after speaking with them and using that service, it all makes sense. There really isn't one. Mint Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. By cutting out retail stores, there's no crazy overhead costs that get passed down to you in the form of mystery fees. Instead, Mint just passes sweet savings on directly to you. And honestly, Mace, they hooked us up with the way this works. Basically, Mm -hmm. they send you a SIM card. You put that SIM card into any phone and you are good to go. And it works. It works fantastically, uh, in fact. And it works just as good, if not better, than previous wireless providers. So make sure you check out Mint Mobile. Um, This is... 15 bucks a month uh, you can Mm. start at, which is such a great deal. Uh, So to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get get it shipped straight to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash DNVR. That's mintmobile.com slash DNVR to cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month. Mintmobile.com slash DNVR. I think Kale wants me to have the Manscaped read every time it comes up. Yes. I just saw his tweet. (laughs) 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 The ch- it's the challenge for me to get through without laughing. 
I, I feel like Charlie Steiner when he was trying when he was trying to do some ridiculous story. Like on ESPN back in the day, they would always give him the crazy story, like Tanya Harding throwing hubcaps and that sort of thing, mm. because they knew he couldn't make it through. They knew he would giggle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you gotta love you gotta love breaking the fourth wall there. Exactly. Uh, all right, let's get into the comments here. We got time for a few before we have to let Mace get down. Uh, to Broncos headquarters. So here we go. Mile high till I die. My boys, I was wondering if Vic Fangio has let go. Who would be your top three head coaches to come to Denver? And who do you think are the top three most realistic hires? Uh, are those two different? Are those two different lists, or is there some overlap? Well, I mean, I we actually had it reminded of us to us on Twitter yesterday with one of our listeners pointing out that um, Dan Quinn had wanted to work with George Payton years ago when he was in the cycle that got him to Atlanta. Yep. But Peyton opted not to interview for the open GM positions. This was according to Pro Football Talk, a report from a, quote, league source. Right. You also have yeah. – So Benjamin, Dan Quinn is realistic. Right. You also have Benjamin Albright putting out, like, uh, yes. cryptic tweets about it last week. Like, how would you feel about Dan Quinn with Mike McDaniel as offensive coordinator mm -hmm. and Russell Wilson as quarterback? And I was like, you buried the lead there. You can give me Russell Wilson at quarterback and Kale at head coach, and I'm all in. I would say this. George Payton likes who he knows, right? Yep. So I would start with people that he knows and has worked with. Dan Quinn, he worked with in Miami. Daryl Bevel was Minnesota's offensive coordinator before when Peyton was there before he went to Seattle. I know that doesn't excite I'm, you. Yeah, I'm in a snooze fest over here. Why? I, I he's just, a QB guy. I know, I know, but come on. He does a guy. I'm just he's a good QB coach. That's that's how old is he? Uh, I believe he's gosh. Late forties, because he played okay. it because he played at Wisconsin back in the nineties when they went to the when they had their breakthrough season in ninety three. He was the quarterback. Daryl Bevel is fifty one years old. There you go. So yep. I was gonna say anything under so fifty five. I'll a consider Q, a guy who played QB at in college in nineteen ninety three is fifty one now. <laughs> God, oh man. I was one in uh, that uh, in that year. That is really making me feel old. <laughs> anyway, so Bevel, uh, another guy that is somebody who Dan, who uh, George Payton knows is Leslie Frazier, former Vikings head coach, Bills defensive coordinator. You, the, I'm just telling you. Uh, I I understand. Those are doing. the realistic hires. I don't. I really don't want a defensive head coach, and I'm worried that that uh, that's the way George Payton's going to want to go. Brent Staley's a defensive head coach. Yeah, that's like a Sean McDermott's a defensive head coach. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not, I'm not saying there's never been a good defensive head coach. I'm saying I don't want one. It's just important who the offensive head coach is. Like, like for example, I know that um, when the Broncos were doing a QB search, a coach search a few years ago, one of the candidates who didn't get the job considered having Brad Childers as their offensive coordinator. And that would have been like, yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that matters. Okay, now your top three coaches, period. Not realistic, just top three. Uh, well, Mike Tomlin's looking for a job, isn't he? <laughs> never. Never. <laughs> and when I say never, I, do, I don't mean never, but never. Okay, at, but like actual people that could be hired, I don't know. I just want young, exciting Are you still a Lincoln coaches. Riley guy? Not really. Uh, so I, I, don't, think, I, don't yeah. I don't really believe in the college to, to pro transition. Of course, Cliff Kingsbury is my guy. He's the one who's kind of pulling it off right now. Um, but I'm so worried about that. It's just there's it's so different. I mean, it couldn't be more different. I don't think from a coaching perspective, college is so much about like getting these young guys to 
buy into you before they, you know, mm -hmm. before they were, or when they have a choice. And it's all about like, I don't know, just, it's so much stick in college and mm -hmm. in the pros, it's, it, it, it's so much more important to actually have substance. And the thing with Riley, the way he kind of handled that thing when the, when the two Oklahoma Daily reporters were watching from a oh, from yeah. a building and well, I mean, shut it all every down. coach probably would have handled this in a similar way. Every college coach would. In the end, but this can you is, imagine what would happen to you or I if we were flying a drone over Broncos practice and then reporting what was going on? Oh yeah, I mean we'd be in trouble. But you know what? They wouldn't shut down media availability for everybody else just because of that. That's probably true. You're yes. right about that. We've got yeah. a super chat coming in saying Rogers Peterson 2022 make the Broncos great again. Doug, Doug Peterson is actually the top of my dream list. I, I mean, I like I like Doug Peterson. Yeah, um, he kind of is the uh, the middle of all worlds, right? He is an innovative offensive mind, mm -hmm. but he also has experience and he has a Super Bowl, um, which tells me he's going to be a very hot candidate. He probably is going to be the, the, the top candidate this cycle. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Yeah. The problem here is that these type of coaches, him, whether it's him, Kellen Moore, somewhere else, they're going to want to go somewhere that has a quarterback. And has an owner. Unless they want to go somewhere where they get to choose, you know, mm -hmm. they feel like they have a choice in the quarterback. Well, I think part of it is like the, the appeal of, a, of Dan Quinn or Daryl Bevel is if Russell Wilson wants out, would he add a team with Dan Quinn or Daryl Bevel to the list of places he would want to go I'm, because I'm, of their experience with Seattle, particularly that world championship team? I'm out on that unless it's a, like they have like a handshake behind the scenes type okay. of thing. So. Now, if you knew, though, that Russell Wilson would come if you hired Daryl Bevel, take him in a second, right? You can hire literally anyone in the world named Daryl, and <laughs> I'm in if you get Russell Wilson as your quarterback. Okay. So, yeah, I mean. Daryl and the other brother Daryl from Newhart back in the day, yes, they'd be good. Yes. yes. Uh, former CU running back Daryl Scott. Yeah. I'm in on that. Uh, yeah. He doesn't The quarterback's the only thing that matters. I agree. And that's the thing. Like Vic, Vic Fangio is going to probably be sitting in a bar stool a few years from now saying, if I only had a quarterback, that's what it's all about. And that's a cautionary tale for yes. these other coaches who will be uh -huh. considered for the Broncos job that I'm sure Vance Joseph, Vic Fangio will tell them, don't take a job unless you have a quarterback. I'm sure people are advising that to people all over. Like, it's so obvious now. It's why if Urban Meyer moves on, the Jags' job is probably the number one job. Yeah, I mean, you are you, fighting history there, too. You're fighting history, but you you know who the guy is. Yep. That's already clear. All right, we only got a couple more minutes here, so yep. let's try and hit a couple more questions. Von Miller's Chicken Farm. Howdy, gents. Brown requesting to leave after being misused as the epitome of the ineptitude of the coaching staff. Only used in motion behind the line, I legitimately feel like Shermer believed that that was part of some great RPO due to how many times it was run and the handoff fakes, sitting in the box, chuckling to himself on how it's a great call every time. Meanwhile, the defense sees the feeble attempt and pushes the linebacker, resulting in a ta uh, tackle for loss. Anywho, who's coming to Denver again this year? RK, where did you happen to sit in the stands looking for a great seat? Uh, any recommendations on sections? Thanks for the pod, as always. So, quickly on John Brown. He was asked... Right, he asked for his release. That's yeah, because what happened was he was a practice squad guy. They had used the two the, up the two promotions you're allowed on a practice squad guy to the fifth to the game day active roster without being exposed to waivers. They used them up, so 
with Jerry Judy coming back, they weren't going to put him. They weren't going to put him on the fifty-three, and he said, "I'm not going to stick around to be on the practice squad." Fair, that's it. Totally fair. Ter- totally fair. Um, also, I do like pre-snap motion, but mm. you have to pay it off at some point. They right. haven't run that jet sweep, so why would the defense care about it? Right. Exactly. It's uh, like uh, it's like three tight three tight end formations aren't any good if you don't have the threat of the pass out of them. You got to do enough to make the defense think you're actually going to go in the opposite direction of a trend. Yep. So uh, he asked where I sat in the stands. I think I learned, I I, like figured out like a a -hmm. stadium hack here. Okay. The 200 level of the South stands. It's cheap. Technically, you're still on the first level. Right. Because there's only one level of the South stands. The sun is also behind you. The sun is behind you. Great call. And it's just like watching the All 22. Yeah. From down there, I, I think it's the the best place to sit. I I love the right above the end zone angle. Yeah, same reason. Yep. And you when you and also I love to watch line play, and that's where you see the holes open up. If you've got the view right behind the end zone, you always know which O lineman did well, which one screwed up right away. The only thing that's tough is even when you're up high, it is hard to gauge how many yards a play gains when you're in the end zones. You don't. You're not a binoculars guy. No, uh, Sam, a binoculars not. guy. Like, <laughs> binoculars sitting up in the 200 level or, or in the end zone, or the 300 level if you want to have the sun bearing down you on the north end zone. Those are those are great angles. All right, uh, yeah. this is from Melbourne now Melbourne Bronco, who says, uh, "Hey guys, I'm reposting from yesterday. Take this comment in jest. Last week I had no." interest in watching the browns game until a certain dnvr person said i guarantee a win that was enough for me i took the day off from work i'm a contractor so no work no pay oh god so who shall <laughs> i sound send the invoice to uh for lost revenue to uh rk spano or i can send it to elway and payton on a serious note this franchise is yuck start <sighs> ripping and lose every game get a top three pick and cheers well i am <laughs> deeply sorry for that uh, you can send me the invoice um <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's going to be tough to uh, convince anyone to start ripping and lose every game. Also, mm. I don't even think ripping would lose every game. No. There's enough talent on the roster to where you're, you're, you're probably going to, at worst case scenario, I think the rest of the way, stumble into two wins. I, I don't think they finish with fewer than five. Yeah, that, I would be kind of shocked if they finished with only five, especially I, I, if you guys are predicting yeah. a win this week. That gets them to four. Yeah, and, and, they then, get to, and, they, and they're going to probably beat Philly in a couple of weeks. I think that I think they end up right now. I know I had ten and seven going into the season. I think they probably end up with seven wins, seven and ten. Yep. Which is that frustrating kind of more middle ground meh. For sure. Season. All right. Anyway. Uh, didn't have as much time for the comments today, so we apologize for that. Got a little carried away on the coaching. Yes, stuff. we apologize did. We went, we went way uh, way too far down the rabbit hole on a couple different topics. But before we get out of here, and Macy, you are uh, you can head out if you want. But I just want to remind the people about MSU Denver Online. Of course, 750 total classes, 45 plus online and hybrid programs. There's no better place to go for an online ed- education than MSU Denver Online. They are the presenting sponsor of this show, and they provide rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. So check out our friends over at MSU Denver. We appreciate them for uh, for presenting the show. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. If you watched on YouTube, hit us with a thumbs up on your way out. Uh, and we'll catch you later on the DNVR Broncos podcast.
Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places.